position. Affirmative. Negative. I am the milkman. My milk is delicious. Roger that. Okay, let's go. Welcome to the Best Linux Games Podcast. Go, go, go! The best Linux games, the best games available for the uh, GNU slash Linux operating system via the mechanism and distribution network known as Steam, brought to you by Valve. After 700,000 years, the Steam has come to Linux, and beyond that, it has come to Linux in the form of the egalitarian Linux-like platform, Steam, an open marketplace in which everyone, total meritocracy, everyone, regardless of size, amount of money, regardless of amount of developers, and prospective sales, if you have a game, and it is good, then get time and it will be my That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it's Saturday, and that means it's time for one thing. It's time for the podcast where the quality goes in before the name goes on. You're listening to the Best Linux Games Podcast, a companion piece to the uh, Steam group of the same name. Find us on Steam, you know, uh, join us on Steam, and friend me on Steam. My name is Scooky Sprite. I am your host. In case this is your first time here, uh, the ground rules for everything that we do are very simple. We have news, we have the latest titles that we are interested in, of course, features, you know, like kind of in-depth looks or reviews, and then we have, of course, everyone's favorite, the deals, uh, the best games that you can buy for as cheap as possible. If you join us on the group, our recommendations are curated with the sole criteria of It must run on Linux, and it must be really good. These are recommendations only, of course. Uh, not complete reviews, which generally will follow, um, especially once they get some other mofos on this show. And as always, the content that awaits you ahead may not be appropriate for members of all species, races, genders, classes, creeds, and especially might not be age or work appropriate. So, it begins. Let's get the next game on, bitches! Hello, friends and neighbors. Welcome to episode number 404 of the Best Linux Games Podcast. Being recorded for you on this Saturday, the 23rd of July, 11.34 a.m. That would make it... Oh, Crack Engineer, I'm Ormelina. Wapow, over there in the booth, holding up the whiskey sign. Mmm. I have already fired. Mmm. Good whiskey. That would, of course, make it for our sequel friends, uh, 2022-07-23-11, excuse me, 35 a.m. Pacific Coast time, left coast, coast for the most. I have almost no voice left, so... Mm, I'm doing... We're going to have a short show... I know I'm not even going to scream at Ivor about this. Um, we're going to have a short show this week, but it's a fucking awesome show. And so that that's our, that's our top story. Now, let's get straight to our new and noteworthy. Ivor based him with it. And this one is a rare one because this game isn't even out yet. 
I was a North American fall when worm in my former life. Here are the newest and most noteworthy titles from this week. Alright, coming soon. And trust me, now that I'm mentioning this, when it's only in the, uh... Oh my god, I'm looking at it right now. And I have such a boner. It's crazy. On August 12th of 2022, a game called Spider-Man Remastered built itself as in, Spider in Marvel's Spider-Man Remastered, the worlds of Peter Parker and Spider-Man collide in an original action-packed story. Plays an experienced Peter Parker fighting big crime and iconic villains in Marvel's New York. <laughs> That's interesting turn of phrase. Marvel's New York. This is Marvel owns New York. But anyway... Web swing through vibrant neighborhoods and defeat villains with epic, and then, you know, of course, the Steam store cut it off. But, um, the bottom line is this it looks like a remake and a remaster and a recombining of, uh, the greatest uh, Spider Man game ever made, which is Spider Man 2. Which, if you listen to last week's episode, um, you now know how to play. Uh, that, that actually uses PCSX2. But that game is so good. It's one of the best video games I've ever played in my entire life. Spider-Man 2. Spider-Man Remastered. Looks like it's more of the same. I can't tell you, literally, I, I can't because <clears throat> I'm, that's not for effect, that's like, I have no voice. I can't tell you how excited I am that there's a potential that someone finally fucking woke up and took the core guts of that game and ran with it I never played whatever game that this is that it's remastering of but the cinema looks exactly like what I would imagine a remastered version of Spider-Man 2 would be and they make specific references to like it's Spider-Man experienced Spider-Man he knows what he's doing. There's Mary Jane in there. Um, but the genius of Spider-Man 2 was its progression system because it worked on like five different levels. One was just sheer acrobatics, just like ability to like do flash and flare when you're flinging yourself from the four, you know, 400 feet, 500,000 feet in the air um, to the pavement and then stopping yourself however you wanted. It was the most expressive game in terms of how you controlled any character that I've ever played. And that includes Prince of Persia. Um, 
because you're, you have infinite grapple hooks. And they understood this with Spider-Man 2. It was also the first game I remember that had a very simple combat system where you could be fighting multiple opponents at, at once. Um, and you would get like a flash if someone's going to hit you. And then you could counter that by pressing just... It's not a quick time event. It's just like a... It's just your B button, I, if, if I remember correctly. Anyway... If it comes out on August 12th and it runs on Linux and if it is in fact what I think it is you will hear about it endlessly on this show. If it doesn't run you will also hear about it endlessly on this show. Because I will not be satisfied. I will not be sated. Now, meanwhile. Last time I did a live stream of this. I guess it was like three years ago. It was before the pandemic. I did a live stream of Spider-Man 2. Running on PCSX 2. And... This is from a, you know, starting from the ground up. And the game does not, the game looked exactly as good as it did back then. But more important, that means it looked like shit. I mean, it didn't look like shit back then, but it looked like shit by today's standards. Even still, we had a lot of, a lot more um, viewers on our Twitch stream back then. And everyone was like, oh my god, this game looks fucking amazing. What game is this? Is this a prototype? Is this a, a beta? Is this an alpha? It's like, no, this is Spider-Man 2. So that's Spider-Man 2. Like, I mean, everyone wanted to know about it. And, and the coolest thing about that game was... In spite of the graphical limitations of the PlayStation 2 for which it was originally released, it had um, these incredible controls with so many moves, so many dynamic moves. It wasn't something that you had to memorize. It was something that was just always at your fingertips. Literally, they, it was, in terms of, In terms of control interface, I always go back to core principles when I'm judging a game. And there are three. The first, the idea of all of these tie into this one, so there are four. There are four core principles. Actually, one core principle, all with, with three sub-principles tied to that one core principle. The medium of the video game is interactive. It's not a static thing. It's not a painting. It's not a movie. It's not a novel. It's not a symphony. It's not a passive thing that you listen to. It is something you interact with. So branching off of this core principle, there are three principles. Three sub Three premises, three three ways in which to give 
the user the sense of being able to interact with a game. <clears throat> the first is obviously visual response. We see the character run. Okay, cool. That's awesome. You know what I mean? Like we see Pitfall Harry run from left to right. We see Major Havoc run from left to right. Major Havoc more awesome than Pitfall Harry. Um, then there's the controller. The actual moves and abilities that are imparted by the buttons on the controller. This is separated from the visual. Kind of the same way that like HTML, CSS, JavaScript, etc. are segmented out from the presentation layer. There's another layer underneath where we can control. So how good are the controls? When I press the A button, does he jump? Does he jump immediately? Most of our listeners are probably too young to remember a time when games were rated heavily based on how well they controlled. Because now it's all become pro forma, which is good. And then the third, the third layer, because these are all ways in which the user gets feedback from the game. Because like, okay, so like, you know, your controller gives feedback, you know, provides input to the game. The game has to give feedback to the player. It happens in graphics, sound, and, uh, animations more or less like you know if you get hit do you know if you got hit do you just blink if you blink that's good that gives another layer of feedback well when in Spider-Man 2 what you were capable of doing was so off the charts crazy on a PlayStation 2 Like, there were challenges like, um, you know, reach 500 miles velocity during a swing without touching the ground. Well, you're pretty good at swinging. And it's not just one type of swing. There are all these different types of swings that you can do. And the inertia that you have carries over. And it was amazing. It was amazing. And people still... And I remember telling people as they watched the live stream, I was like, and you know what, folks? It is still even more fun to actually control this than it is to watch. So here's hoping that, the, that this new Spider game, Spider-Man game is on par with Spider-Man 2. They made a couple of Spider-Man games in between, one of which I played. I didn't like it so much. Um, because the cool thing about Spider-Man 2 is you could go to the highest buildings, very tops, and jump off of them. It's 
and eventually you could unlock acrobatic moves that were just sheer flash and you could do them in combination because you're like I'm hurtling towards the ground I'm gonna die oh my god just like I mean like you have like fucking seven seconds of free air that was without swinging and you could translate all that inertia all the physics of it were so great and and the controls were so precise and the feedback so intense it was the most amazing spider game ever made the spider-man game ever made and for me people of my generation who came from bionic commando which was the coolest grappling hook game ever made back in the day day it's been far surpassed by other games spider-man was a master spider-man 2 was a masterpiece if they finally have hewed towards Spider-Man 2, the next iteration, the next remix, with all these graphical improvements, people are going to shit their pants. That's all I have to say. Now let's get to our feature. Meow. Oh my god. It's the Libyans. The Libyans! Never gonna let you down. I can read your mind. This week's feature. I can't read you. I can't read you. I can read your mind. Take it, Scooky. The So, our feature this week. I know, I'm sorry. I'm If I don't sound excited, cause, like normally I would be way fucking excited about this game and I'm trying to control myself I, I don't know how much voice I have left hmm our feature this week is a little game excuse me cat burp called Stray, S-T-R-A-Y. Stray is a third-person um, it's a difficult game to describe. I'm only uh, two hours in. Stray Stray is a post-apocalyptic or seemingly so puzzle platformer third-person puzzle platformer in which you play a cat who gets separated from its pack and you descend to the depths of a bizarre dystopian post-apocalyptic robot ruled society it's being overrun by something called the Zerks 
just in describing it that way, does this game such a magnificent disservice that I should be shot? I don't like cats that much. I had a cat as a kid. I'm allergic to them now, more or less. The amount of mocap or mocat that they had to have captured for this game, holy shit. It's unbelievable. And the sense of, not just sense of humor, but the sense of place and space and time makes Cyberpunk 2077 look like bullshit, in my humble opinion. This is like, if you've ever seen the movie Wall-E, Plant! No, no, that's not a CSGO reference. That's a Wally reference. Plant! Green and growing. You have all of these robots. Eventually you discover an entire society of robots. After you get separated from your pack. You have to cross, infiltrate across the Zerg lines, but you don't know what any of that means. Then eventually, and fuck you, if you can't play an hour into this game and figure this out for yourself, then fine. If you, if, look, we'll just end this now. If you don't want to hear anything else about Stray, and I don't know that much. I do know a lot about the game play characteristics and stuff, but I'm going to tell you some story things that are like an hour and 20 minutes into the game. So if you don't want to hear those, stop now. I'm going to give you the count of 10. Four. Seven. Ten. Alright. You discover as you know, you try to rejoin your pack ostensibly all of these dead robots. There's no humans. Your cat can't read the languages, etc, etc, etc. Eventually you follow these signs through Zerk and Zerks are like little maggots. Well, they're big maggots or gigantic maggots with like glowing eyes. And they evidently feed off of the uh, robots. And the robots dress like humans, but they have... It's, it's, it's so weird. It's, it's such a beautiful dystopian ruined world game. Um... But you, you get through the Zerks. You have no attack capabilities. Eventually you discover the, the entity that's been leading you towards them. And you unlock a little harness that goes around you. Yes, you too are a slave. Now, it just, it's a little hoodie that your hover robot can hide in and he recharges based off of your kinetic energy 
and this guy can translate and talk to the robots and stuff because you meet eventually like a whole robot city and you want to go up you want to go up back towards the civilized world now there's some problems that I have with Stray one is that it is truly an adventure puzzle platformer I hate puzzle platformers. I hate puzzles. But this is a free roam puzzle platformer, the likes of which I've never played. It's it's like Wally, -E, the movie, you've never seen it. But with a cat. And it is so it's such a I like cats. I don't hate cats. I know that cats are waiting to eat us all when we die. Unlike dogs, who are waiting to eat us while we're alive. No, I'm just kidding. Now, dogs are also waiting to eat us while we die. Neither one of them anticipating the fact that they will be used as an underestimated food source, underutilized food source. Along with children who don't pull their own weight. It's a special message to all the kids who might be listening. Pull your own weight. Don't get eaten in the huh, unexpected at onset of cataclysmic apocalyptic events. Obey your parents. But, um... They must have done 3,000 hours of mocap with like 10 cats to get all these animation cycles because you feel like you're a cat. And as a cat, you can do a lot of cool things. A lot of uncool things, too. A lot of stupid things, too. But here you are, you're a cat. And, I mean, the game is completely convincing. And you are a cat. You like to nap. You like to lap up water. You can jump seven times your height. More or less. You can meow. And that's pretty much it. But then once you get your little buddy, your little robot buddy that can hover around you, he can translate. And then you meet living robots. Not dead robots. Not robots harvested by the Zerg. And then you go on a mission for these robots. And it, by the way, these robots have this living, thriving society in the slums. It's crazy. It's an underground, bizarre universe. And they have their own language. They have their own art. It's an exceptional game so far. This is not a review. This is the first impression. The controls are great. Most of the controls that you'll use, though, are just pressing the A button 
to jump from one object to another. Um, then once you get your little robot friend, he can translate things for you and you can talk to people and, and talk to the, the robots. And the robots are so amazing. They have these um, display panel faces with emojis on them. It's like they've been making each other. And they wear clothes. And so there's like this deep mystery that keeps driving you onward. Right now, I am leaving these people, these, these uh, robots. There's a robot musician. One of my, it's one of my favorite things. She's got this guitar, or he's got this guitar, I don't know. She has like this rainbow face, this crazy rainbow face. Um, she's like, I'm a musician, but I don't know how to play any tunes. I don't know, have any music. And so you have to gather music for her. I, I, I need to go back and see her again, actually. But now I'm, I'm on a different part of my quest. I'm going up. This game is unbelievable when you're high. You are a cat. That's it. That's it for this week's episode. Cheers. Thanks for listening. Hopefully next week, if I beat Stray, you'll hear a full review of it if I get my voice back. Um, yeah, that's it. And Stray is amazing. Runs out of the box, by the way. No custom proton or anything needed. No game pack configuration needed. And it is a stunningly gorgeous game. Not just from a material, you know, next generation material design standpoint, but from like just the sheer amount of mocaps they have, the animation cycles that they have of cats. Like you have never seen it. It's so cool. And running from the Zerks, which is all you can do, all I can do at this point. Um. Is scary and uncomfortable. But even if you hate cats, you will love being the stray. For reals. And the puzzle platforming isn't so much puzzling as it is exploration. I don't know, there are no upgrades. You know, you're a cat. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, check it out. I'll see you next week. Four or five times. A good idea. Four or five times. Hi there. There is delight in doing things right. Four or five times. It is I, A.B. Farm.
baby, I'll cry. I'll get you a drink. And if I die, I'm gonna cry four or five times. Do you like to play? We like to play. I like you. We like to sing. It only runs on Linux. We like to go. Yaddy, yaddy, oh, four or five times. We're gonna have such fun. Bebop one. You're becoming hysterical. Bebop two. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Bebop three. Yaddy, yaddy, four or five times. Matt Damon. Burn everything incriminating, including this building. Burn all the White House pets, and then yourselves. Burn yourselves first. There is no Windows version of weaponized chess. Boy, this is fucking ponderous, man. Ponderous, fucking ponderous. It only runs on Linux. It's not a problem. You alienated part of America. I alienated crazy people. I like it very much. It is I, E.B. Farnham. You're becoming hysterical. I'm here. I'm there. I'm fucking everywhere. I'm the Eggman. The best Linux games podcast is brought to you by Blue Wizard is about to die. Now available for the first time as an ebook on Amazon.com. To subscribe to the podcast using a Linux-based podcatcher like Podracer, or to see our YouTube gameplay videos, please visit www.bestlinuxgames.com. Also, join our Steam community group, Best Linux Games, Friends Cookie Sprite, and follow him on Twitter at VegasWriter. BLGP is also brought to you by the Radio Control Room Project. For details, please visit www.rcrproject.com or rfihc.com. Zig thanks you. Hello, great justice.